Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. Alright guys and gals, welcome back. We've had a few more days to digest whatever it is that we witnessed on Saturday and discussed via Twitter and me yelling into a microphone for almost a week now. So, uh, we got to move on to UNLV. And I'm going to try to make this uh, quick and painless, unlike the Stanford game, which was long and painful. This is kind of like an anti-Stanford thing. Quick and painless versus long and painful. Um, So, this weekend... We've got UNLV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And I I am going to make this kind of short and sweet and quick. Uh, A lot of reasons. Uh, One of which, I don't know what a lot of this means in terms of what, what good does it do to preview this because... While I'm sitting here looking at what UNLV has done or has, hasn't has done and whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It matters what our boys in South Bend are doing right now on the field during practice to prepare for whoever it is is on the other side of the football. Because last week, I talked about how horrendous Stanford's defense was. That didn't matter. Irrelevant. Apparently. Totally irrelevant. Didn't matter how bad they were. We looked like we did. So. But we can talk about it. But I also got to try to make it quick because, shocker, we've got baseball tonight. And I'm going to try to knock this out before we got to leave. And also, in the event he's listening, which he may, but I don't think he does, my uh, one of my best friends, he actually was the officiant at my wedding, Sam, happy birthday, dude. Hope you have a great night. I will probably see you after the baseball game. But if you're listening, that'd be awesome. Happy birthday, dude. All right. Uh, first thing, I don't know if you guys noticed. This is we're Thursday, October 20th. Notre Dame is now a 27-point favorite over UNLV. It started at 24. It's gone up. To 27. Who, who's who's making that happen? I and full disclosure, I'm not your I'm not a shark, I'm not your go-to bet guy. Uh, I'm very shallow with my betting information and knowledge. But I think and please reach out to me if I'm wrong at five foot nothing pod. DMs are always open. Five foot nothing pod at gmail.com. The number will go up if 
one side is being the the underdog or sorry the favorite is being bet more so you want to make it so that oh all the money's on Notre Dame well let's raise the number so people aren't want, thinking oh they're going to cover 24 well they won't cover 27 who is betting them to cover 24 and again if I'm wrong about why the number went up please please let me know I my I'm I don't know how lines are set. I just see them, and I base if I'm going to bet on Notre Dame, which I'm not, because why, oh, why would I trust that they can do anything after the Stanford debacle and Marshall, but mostly Stanford because of all the data we had, how awful they were, and what they were awful at, and it didn't matter. So, however, in God's green earth, the number is 27 now. It's more incentive to to bet UNLV to cover. Of course, based on the fact that UNLV lost their last two games, forty to seven and forty-two to seven, to San Jose, San Jose State and Air Force, you're probably like, okay, well Notre Dame's going to cover. Notre Dame wins something like, you know, fifty-two to ten. But yeah, right. Like, give me the reason that's going to happen. Please, enlighten me. Because here's the deal, guys. UNLV is 4-3. and three. We can laugh. They lost their last two games 82-7. to seven. And it is pretty sad that I have to legitimately preview UNLV, which what should have happened is you previewed Stanford because they're a Pac-12 team, they're a Power 5 team, but they hadn't won an FBS game in 11 tries. But don't worry. We got you. There's your one. Congratulations, Stanford. But what should have happened is, previous Stanford, they're terrible at this, that, and the other. And we're going to win 41-17, which is my prediction. And then you come to the UNLV game, and we're going, okay, well, UNLV's lost their last two games 82-7. to You know, they haven't really done anything special. They rank poorly in most categories, which I'll even talk about that. But, hey, Notre Dame's going to come out. We're going to roll. Move on to the next game. But we can't. Can't do that. Because, again, what have they done to give us the belief that we can just do that? Can't. But, at the same time, I'm going to talk about things that I don't... It's nice to know. It's nice to have, informationally. But you're going to be sitting there watching the game going, okay... Palk was telling me that they were ranked 73rd overall defense. They haven't they they give 400 yards a game offense. Their rushing defense is 97th ranked at 180 yards a game, and we're watching this team run for who knows what. Maybe they run for 200. Maybe they run for 100. Who knows? But they have won four games, okay? And the team that beat them 42 to seven. Also, uh, so, the team that beat the 42-7 was Air Force. Utah State beat Air Force by a touchdown. UNLV beat Utah State. And I know transitive properties and all that. I get it. It's a little bit ridiculous, right? But the fact of the matter is, a team 
that UNLV lost to 42-7. to UNLV has beat a team that beat that team. So, like, it's not ridiculous to think, and what have we done at home? What has Notre Dame done at home to go, well, at least, whew, good, good thing we're at home this week. I mean, what a, what a kick save and a beauty that was. Are you kidding me? It's, no, being at home is irrelevant again. So who knows what's going to happen. But the games UNLV's won, they've put up some points. They won 52-21. to 21. It was Idaho State. Not great, but they scored 52 points. When was the last time Notre Dame scored 52 points? Exactly. Exactly. North Texas, they won 58-27. to 27. Sure, it was North Texas. When was the last time Notre Dame put up 58 points? Exactly. They beat Utah State 34-24. to 24. Well, Notre Dame did get to 45 against North Carolina, so. I guess. And then they beat New Mexico 31 to 20. But in their their wins 31 and 34, 58, 52. I'm not saying they're gonna do that. I'm just saying they have the ability to do so. But Notre Dame's defense has been stout. Like even total yards per game were ranked in the top twenty five in the country. So our our defense comes to play despite missed tackles and despite untimely uh, how do I phrase this untimely letting the other team go straight down the field um, it, but the defense they gave up 16 points to Stanford not that Stanford is good they only gave up 21 to Ohio State Ohio State is really good so will UNLV score 31, 34, 58, 52 I would be willing to bet no if there's a prop bet out there that that's not going to happen, yeah, they're not going to get close to that. What what will they score? I would uh, project that it's somewhere in the neighborhood of Stanford, of even like a BYU, somewhere like fifteen to twenty points. Nothing crazy. Totally a number that wins you football games. And here's why. Here's why I don't think UNLV is going to all of a sudden light up the world. And here's what I don't get. I, again, it's UNLV. I didn't do a deep, deep dive, okay? I, I stayed in the shallow end. I was I was in the above-ground pool looking at their numbers and information. But how they scored 58, 52, 34, 31 is... I don't want to say it's miraculous, but it is because their offense only averages 325 yards a game, which ranks 106th in the country. They only pass for 191 yards a game, which ranks 104th in the country. They only run for 134 yards a game, which ranks 82nd in the country. Their offense is not good. So we should be able to shut them down. But then you look at individuals – and numbers kind of jump out at you. Quarterbacks thrown for 1,230 yards, eight touchdowns to only two interceptions. Um, he's also rushed for 137 yards and five touchdowns. Brumfield, so he's mobile. 
He's athletic. That's not good. We made, uh, I almost said Mason Plummer again. We made, and I almost said Jake Plummer. That's He's retired a long time from the NFL. We made Jack Plummer, who is not mobile, look like Lamar Jackson for a moment. So if we get a quarterback who can actually run, what's that going to do to our defense? Who knows? And I have to talk about it like this because I have eyeballs. And I have a brain that remembers things. I wish I didn't at times <laughs> with Notre Dame football. I really do. But the quarterback can run. Five touchdowns, 137 yards. He can throw the ball a little bit. 1,230 yards, eight touchdowns. And they got a couple running backs. Robbins and Reese. Little R&R, but not rest and relaxation because they got 591 yards from Robbins at 4.7 yards a clip and eight touchdowns. And Reese, no relation to our favorite offensive coordinator, Tommy, but Reese, 217 yards, 217 yards, 5.9 yards a carry. Now, he doesn't have a touchdown yet, but... One's at 4.7 yards carry, this is at 5.9, yet some other offense does nothing. The, the numbers are weird. I'm going to be honest. They just, they're just confusing. Because individually they look good, and then overall they're not good. Receiver. They got a receiver with th- 33 catches, 444 yards, and four touchdowns. We don't have that. <laughs> not even close. Like, we just don't have that. From the receiver position. We got Michael Mayer doing pretty much that, but I'm talking about receiver. And then they got another receiver, 18 catches, 235 yards, and four touchdowns. Those are all of Brumfield's touchdowns to two different guys. So I, but I, I'm talking about this stuff like, like it means something, you know. Uh, and oh, but the receivers, that's interesting. White and Williams. W and W. W and W, and then Robbins and Reese and running back, R and R. But we should win because their defense isn't good either. Um, ranks 73rd in the country in yards per game allowed. Passing 219, which only ranks 46th, but pff, we can't take advantage of a defense that can't give up the pass. So, what does that matter? Like, if. Drew Pine isn't going to hit wide open Lindsay and wide open Merriweather and every like, who cares if they give up 419 yards or two nights it's irrelevant I'm saying irrelevant a lot I mean, the irrelevant episode Mr. Irrelevant our football team like I said they, they rush defense is 97th 180 yards I, I don't know what any of that really means at the end of the day because if we can't do our part like we did against Stanford, it doesn't matter what their defense is doing or not doing or can do or can't do. We got to do what we know how to do. We did it against North Carolina. We did it against BYU. And I I don't think it was smoke and mirrors. But I have no explanation for what we saw last Saturday against Stanford. Other than... Very, 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 very questionable personnel usage. No estimate until like the second quarter. Only gets eight carries on the team, and he averaged 7.1 yards a carry. But yet, we're not giving him the ball more. 
Um, odd decision. We're running Tyree between the tackles. He's not a between the tackles guy. Uh, just odd personnel usage. And then, yeah, execution. Pine's got open receivers. we got to hit him. I mean, it's that simple. So, Notre Dame should, should win this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. Cause if things go the way they should go, I almost said supposed to. Nothing is supposed to with this team anymore. I can't say so oh they're supposed to stop this and they're supposed to win with that. I supposed to's gone. So I'm gonna say should. Notre Dame should win this game something like forty one to seventeen. If not even worse. I, you know, 41-10. But who knows? I, I like the 41-17 call last week. I'm going to try it again. Because why not? Does that mean I'm betting Notre Dame to cover the 27? Just like last week, you got to be out of your mind. What, what has Notre Dame showed you that says they're going to cover 27? Last week it was 17, but oh, just needed 17 to win. Not cover 17, just get to 17. It's wild, man. That's why I feel like um, if, you, if you've seen Tommy Boy, you'll appreciate this reference. If you haven't, highly recommend. Yes, it's a very old movie. It was in 94. But do go find it. Do go watch it. It's tremendous. But there's a scene where Tommy's at a restaurant and... Waitress comes up and he's like, and her name's Helen. He's like, Helen, let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. So here's my sale. I stroke it and I love it and I cuddle it. And then I I say, you're a naughty pet. You're naughty. Then I blow it. That's when I blow it, Helen. And that's what Notre Dame football offensively feels like. It's like you see the defense, you look at it, you scan it, the scan offense. You analyze it. You're ready to go and then just... And we blow it for no reason whatsoever. I don't know. So what are we going to see on Saturday? I don't know, but I do know one thing. You guys are going to see it and I'm not, which is a blessing in disguise. And now that I'm not going to watch the game. I just have a fun-filled Saturday of youth football at 8.30 a.m., youth football at 11.30 a.m., Little League Baseball at 1.30 p.m., which just so happens to be the kickoff time for Notre Dame football in my time zone. So by the time I get home, the game is scheduled 1.30 to 3, the baseball game that is. So by the time I get home, it's going to be into halftime, past halftime probably. So... Here's the blessing in disguise for me. I'm going to be turning off all notifications, all whatevers. I do want to watch a game as if it's live. But here's the beauty of it. Because it's on the peacock. Flap your wings for the peacock. Or feathers. I don't have wings really. But it's on the peacock. So instead of me watching it what I would call live, when in reality you're four plays behind what is live, I don't have to stress about 
seeing something I don't want to see because I wanted to kind of be on Twitter because that's what we do. That's what that's how this whole thing started. This is how the whole podcast started. Twitter and making acquaintances now friendships and you know even deeper friendships, but nonetheless, it's a Twitter thing, right? So I was gonna be on Twitter, but I'm like, ah, I'm not even gonna be live. Like this is gonna really mess me up. I don't have to stress about it now. I totally I knew they had baseball. I didn't realize the time and I saw the time and I said, Well that's a blessing in disguise. Number one, I have no idea what Notre Dame football is going to look like on Saturday. But I can shut down notifications, log off Twitter, whatever I got to do, and watch it at my convenience Saturday late afternoon night as if it were live and the peacock lag delay is a non-factor. So cheers to me. With that being said, cheers don't know how the car bomb is going to work this week, guys. If you didn't hear my schedule, starting at 8.30, well, that's a lie. Starting at 7.45 a.m., I will not be back home until 3-something. Because we're going straight to football, football, followed by football, followed by straight to the baseball field. I'm not coming home. So... Maybe I do like a, <laughs> a night before thing, but also, you know, I did two car bombs. We beat BYU. I do one, we lose to Stanford. If I do zero, what does that mean? I don't know. It's kind of my thing. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking a night before recording of it, a posting of it the day of. We'll see. But I just don't know what to expect, guys. So I, I could keep going through and there's not much to go through with UNLV. Previews are kind of short. I don't watch film. I don't have the All-22. I can't tell you what they love to run, what they like to do. I can tell you what I do know is they have the ability to score 58, but they also have the ability to score just seven against San Jose State. So the fact that the oh they played Cal by the way they lost they lost to Cal 20 to 14, a team that we escaped 24 17. So. I I don't know. Like they lost to Cal by six, we beat Cal by seven. What does that mean? I don't know. Just UNLV's played Idaho State, Cal, North Texas, Utah State, New Mexico, San Jose State, Air Force. None of those teams strike you as oh no. And they're four and three. So I, I don't know what you can gain from looking at those games specifically. And like I said, their numbers offensively, despite scoring 58, 52, 34, 31 in their wins, really don't pan out, of course, because in their losses, they've scored 14, 7, and 7. So yeah, they've scored 28 points in their all their losses combined. And their lowest number in a win is 31. So all their losses combined don't even equal the total of their lowest points scored in one of their wins. I I just don't know what it means. I really, really, really don't, unfortunately. All I can say is I, I'm going to just go 41-17 again. I know Notre Dame has the potential. We just have to not only target Mayer, we have to use our running backs in, in the roles that they excel at. You know, Estimate your between the tackles. He's your workhorse. Give him the ball a lot more. What do you say? 
Tyree, swing passes, slots, screens, outside stuff. Diggs can run between the tackles too. He's a, your 1B to estimate being the 1A in that in that role. you got to know your roles. Um, I need to see more Merriweather. I really, we really, really, really do at this point. He showed you he can run routes. He can get open. And if he can get open against Stanford, again, not the highest of highs in terms of Power 5, whatever. In fact, the matter is the Pac-12, Pac-5, uh, Power 5 team, UNLV, not so much. If you can get open against Stanford, you should be able to burn some UNLV guys, right? Pine's got to hit those, though. Lindsey got open multiple times. If you listen to other podcasts and read stuff online, Lindsey was getting open. we got to hit him. And hopefully he catches it. You know, we just do what we're good at. And now we're down. I don't know how much Mayer's going to be run because we're down Raritan now. He just tore his ACL again. That's not great news. Um, we are, guys keep, seem to keep getting injured. And it sucks. That's part of football, though. You got to, you got to forge ahead. Got next man up. It, it's, Tough way to look at it, but it's the reality. I just, no bingo, please. Just no bingo. No, no bingo. I don't need a Yahtzee. No, no, nothing. No celebratory gaming. Stick to what works, which was pine throwing save again. So it's, I'm saying it. And hearing it, and then in my brain I'm going, yeah, but that was targeting Mayer most of the time. And we tried that last game, and it failed miserably. But he was also missing open throws. That's thing, are you going to get the 75% completion pine or the 50% completion pine? Which one is showing up on Saturday? At home. I don't know. But I'm going to predict this game based on what I know Notre Dame is capable of because we've seen glimpses of it against better competition. So, 41-17. Don't target Mayer as much. Let let that come to you. Don't force it. Because then you go 13-27 for like 160 yards and you look like crap. Right? So, we will see what happens. But um, make sure you, you got your peacock ready to rock and roll. Um, I... Get the benefit of watching it after the fact, not have to stress about the is it live, is it not live, whatever, what's the lag. That'll be a non issue for me. But I do look forward to watching what we learned from the Stanford game. And I hope it's that we don't do double reverses and uh, jet sweeps with guys who shouldn't be running the football. And target Mayer like fifty percent of the time. Uh, we just that that's not an effective offense. Don't have estimate without a rush for the entire first quarter. Let's score in the first quarter. Let's start there. Let's get a touchdown in the first quarter. What do you say? So we will see. But like I said, I'm just gonna end up kind of talking in circles. You heard what I said for the last. 25 minutes. That's what we got. So, hope you guys get to enjoy the game. If you're going, have fun. Be loud, if possible. If nobody tells you to sit down. Be loud. 
Let's let's still have fun. Let's still enjoy Notre Dame football. Let's do that. I know it's hard to do because where's our season headed? But let's let's try to enjoy it. And ideally, we come back whenever I record my recap. And we get to talk about things that we liked, things that we saw that, you know, because right now what we're shooting for is let's let's be the um, season ruiner. Let's let's ruin Clemson season. Let's mess up Syracuse season. Let's mess up USC season. Let's do that. I don't know what that means at the end, what kind of record you're looking at, whatever. But let's let's think about those types of things. All right, let's just hope it looks better on Saturday. And we can build upon that. All right? So thank you for listening. And we got to make this Saturday count. Almost forgot. Saturdayscount.com. Go get your shirts. Get it in the blue and the gold. Because we're going to make this Saturday count. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. Let's do it. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. See you on Twitter. Find me on Twitter, except for most of Saturday. Add 5 foot nothing pod. Email. Five foot nothing pod at gmail.com. I will talk to you all soon. Go Irish, beat rebels. Five foot nothing, hundred nothing, out.